Duke's mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it, too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Duke's is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Duke's. It's got twang. Welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show, fifth segment. This is something new we're doing, Brian. It's so new. We did it just kind of because we needed to last week, to where we didn't have enough time to contain everything. Kind of the same this week with uh, Justin yeah. and Elizabeth yeah. Crandall. Yeah. We were talking a little bit about Hop Soul Brewing. That's right. But we didn't get a lot of time with you because it was more about Elkmont Exchange. Yeah. So we would encourage yeah. you to go listen to the Elkmont episode. But we wanted to talk with you more about uh, Virginia and Brunswick, Georgia and Crabbin. And yeah. trailer parks and monster trucks <laughs> and shrimping and shrimping. Shrimping yeah. ain't easy, Brian. Yeah. Oh, I've heard that. that. I've heard that. So, for those that don't know, um, what is Hop Soul Brewery? So, uh, we're a hop. We're a hop focused brewery. Um, you know, we're uh, we're we're really trying to figure out what the market wants in Brunswick, Georgia. You know, it, it's a it's a beer desert down there, right? So we really we really are looking to go down there and um, and, and kind of open a brewery, and it's going to be the first brewery in the area. Um, you know, two hundred thousand people that travel through there, so uh, we really want to see two million tourists. Yeah, two million tourists like, from and they're from Atlanta, and they have no freaking beer down there because Brunswick is right off I ninety five. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, it's on the way. If you're if you're if you're coming from Atlanta or Athens, it's it's the Golden Isles Parkway. It's straight shot. It's the first place to go to the beaches. Really, in Georgia, you have Tybee Island, St. Simons, and Jekyll. Those are the main beaches, and we're in the area of St. Simons and Jekyll. Yeah, so uh, we're the spot you hit when you're going to St. Simons or Jekyll. Like, the exit you have to get off to go to the beach, that's us. So how far do people right now, before you've opened, have to go to get locally brewed craft beer? Uh, you're oh, either you're either regu- relegated to Jacksonville or Savannah, so that's yeah. hour north, hour south. Okay. Um, you know, like I said, there's 200,000 people that drive into Brunswick, and there's two million visitors a year that go there, and there's no brewery. And there's like uh, a super yeah. small outfit in St. Mary's, right? Brackish. Yeah, yep. yeah, Brackish. I think. So yeah, Brackish Which Brewing is a very there. cool dude. Yeah. yeah. But he's doing kind of small volumes because he's really like. He has another business, so he's doing it small and yeah. growing it. He's a know, killer uh, coal she does down there. Okay. Yeah. That's so we, we had- saw a little brewery in uh, Canton, Georgia, Green Line Brewing. Mm-hmm. And when we finally got up there to talk to him because they'd be open, then they were closed for a little while, then they were open, and someone would say they ran out of their beer. And we got up there and talked to one of the owners, and essentially what it is is his wife told him he was taking up too much space home brewing. <laughs> Sounds so familiar. Him his, so him and his buddies <laughs> – bought a tiny building and yep. he's like this is yeah. basically just a homebrew clubhouse yeah we can brew twice a week if we run out of beer we keep other beers on yeah and because when i was hearing the stories about him brian i was like wow this is no way to run a brewery they don't care well, they're having a good yeah. time they they like, you know don't, what? Go they don't for it, guys. It so yeah. yeah with sb85 i mean you know sure. that's going to open the door for nano breweries i mean you're going to see mm-hmm. a lot of that happening because yeah, being able to sell in the tap room i mean you have to you know when you're doing distribution you have to sell three to four times as much beer right. to make it worthwhile you know and, and with a tap room i mean you can you can you can sell a couple hundred barrels of beer and make a lifestyle out of it i mean because that changed your 
plans, right? I mean, right. you totally revamped right. your plans. With right. I've been, I've been bouncing around back and forth looking for locations and, you know, going back between distribution or brew pub. Um, back before SP85, you know, brew pub was probably the most profitable looking venture um, for me to do because, um, you know, I wanted, I, you know, a nice thing about brew pub too is you can, you can brew a lot of beers and not be constricted to three or four core brands. Uh, with distribution, you know, you're really, you really have to push those beers. And we know, as we know today, I mean, everybody wants to know what's the new beer you have on tap. Sure. You know, yeah. Yeah. you know, that's, that's the market that we're in. And really it's almost like a seasonal market. Um, so, you know, over, over time, I've been kind of leaning more towards brew pub and then the law changed and it was like, well, you know, this is going to make sense. And with our location being in a restaurant and everything is like, you know, we could do the brew pub and we can do food. Right. Um, so we're going to lean more towards brew pub. Now, if you're a regular listener of Beer Guys Radio, you know this, and we've probably said it way too much for you to care about, but SB 85 was a law that passed in Georgia right. uh, in 2017, last year, that allowed breweries to do direct sales, breweries to do uh, direct sales out of the tap room, and also allowed a production brewery yep. to sell food. So you right. kind of have a blended model there, but it's open a lot of growth and expansion yeah. well you know beer, if you look at sure. if you if you look to west coast breweries i mean brewery, where, where americraft beer started it started in brew pubs i mean you talk about russian river you talk about you know any of the brew pubs out west and they all started as brew pubs and that's because you know they that's that's what the most profitable venture they can make so they can invest in tanks to grow the distribution side right and in georgia when you're restricted from that you can't a small guy like me can't start up um so when that door opened it was like all right let's let's get this tap room thing going and then you know, grow the distribution side and, and see where it goes. You know, we want to see what the local market wants to drink and um, go from there. So. so are you thinking about going with a non-distribution model, like all out of the tap room? Is that Pretty much. Kind of I plan? mean, we're like 90% tap room, 10% distribution. I mean, really, I mean, unless, you know, unless I'm like, you know, one of these breweries that hits a gold mine and, you know, there's a, I'm a trillium or somebody out there that's just got a killer New England IPA, you know, maybe that's, that'll, that'll like, <laughs> force me into distribution more but really i want to see what people you know want to drink down there um you know see what grows real real good and then um you know we'll see where the brewery goes from there so i, I mean, think you mentioned earlier what styles are you going to start out with i think you had a, a few a, a couple of different yeah. particular styles that were definitely yeah. going to i mean be we're, we're we're a hop focused brewery i mean yeah. I, I just i just love how you know hops to me is like wine grapes varieties i mean it really there's a lot of ter- terroir with it um you know like there's you know, you go to different regions like Australia, Germany, England, United States, Yakima Valley. I mean, all these different regions grow different hops, and they come out with new hops every year. And I really want to focus on the flavors that you get from those hops. And so, you know, experimental varieties, things like that. I really want to play with those um, and, and kind of see where those take me. And then at the same time, I'm a home brewer at heart, so I just want to do a whole lot of different beers as well. I want to sure. do dark, you know, I want to have yeah. a dark style. I want to have sours. I want to do that thing, but we're going to be mostly hop focused and, um, you know, we'll have, we'll have IPAs and, um, my brewery, it really is kind of like a West coast meets East coast type of brewery. So, you know, I love the West coast style IPAs, a little bit of bitterness, um, you know, which is kind of like everybody's going towards new England style IPAs right now. And, um, you know, it, the thing that new England's lacking with New England IPAs is the, that bitterness profile and that balance, you know, it's, they're it not lacking. I mean, that's an opinion, man. Yeah. <laughs> that, so. I mean, they're, they're delicious in themselves, sure. but I don't know if you can, you can really like put them in a box and say, these are IPAs necessarily. They're almost their own style of beer. That's the classic debate now. Right. Is this yeah, an IPA? It yeah. Exactly. It's, it's like, you know, when you go in a bar and you order IPA, it's like nowadays you don't know what kind of IPA you're going to get. I mean, it might be, it might be clear. It might be, you know, bitter. Or it might be hazy and juicy and, you know, pillowy, yeah. 
all those sort of things. So it's really kind of, you know, I, I think the New England style almost needs its own, you know, category. And I stuff, think there's so. yeah, a lot more yeah. people that are starting to say that now that it's, it's ventured off, you know, do you, but again, you start eating lactose and fruit and everything. I, and it's like, you're on a sure. whole nother milkshake, smoothie, <laughs> banana cupcake, double decker IPA or something like that. New England yeah. style. Yeah, yeah. So, indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Yes. Double decker. Well, and I, that, that's, I'm, I'm a BJCP judge myself. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I appreciate classic styles in that they give us, you know, some sort of definition for what things are. And so when, when, and another thing is when customers order things, you know, that's, they, they know what to look for. You know, you order brown ale, you kind of expect a certain parameter. Sure, of you know beer. what you're getting there, right? Yeah, but you know when you go get order an IPA, it's or right now it's all over the gamut. I mean, you literally could get anything and everything. Well, you kind of have you. to know, like a New England's going to have to be stayed as a yeah. New England. A yeah. West yeah. Coast will have to be stayed as a West Coast because if I go out and I order an IPA and it and some of them will say, "Hey, hazy IPA." Yeah. So I see yeah. hazy. Yeah. I typically think New England. Yeah, right. But yeah. there's a few people that trick you. And it's more of a hazy West Coast, right? And I don't, I don't like that. Right. I don't or like a bitter IPA. Or they just clear it up, and then they say Th- it's let's a hazy. Let's say it's hazy. Let's say it's <laughs> hazy. I, I think that, the same thing with like pilsners. Pilsner is the same thing. Like there's there's a lot of pilsners coming out now that are you know dry hopped and not dry hopped, and you know there's kind of a blur between what's a pilsner and what's sure. not a, a pilsner. And, but you know what? You know. I think that's kind of cool because I think the dry hop pilsner is the bridge to bring craft drinkers mm-hmm. into yeah. the land of yeah, pills. Yeah, it's like the so pale too, ale. It's yeah. like the pale right. ale it's, for ales as the pilsners for lagers. You yeah. know? And it could be yeah. a segue for non-craft drinkers to start exploring mm-hmm. that. If they know they like pilsners, well, I like pilsner beers, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they'll try this because Quench here at Ironmonger mm-hmm. has got some dry hops in it, but it's not mm-hmm. intense. So yeah. you get a little more flavor, but you still have the familiarity of a pilsner yeah so yeah. and if you're intrigued, intrigued by that you might explore what's like right. that, a pale ale or something else yeah. and i gotta say that anything that's a hazy west coast ipa i think is missing the mark even the people that are making it will know that even if they don't admit it that hazy west coast is not the thing that well it, that's not the target west coast should be crisp and clean it yeah. should it should be clear Very it clear. should have a bite for to now, it yeah but you know this this is like a mango hazy west coast this is america i don't need i don't need soft pine or soft grapefruit i think that those things need to be the way they are i mean it's well that's it they should be yeah they should be palate cleansing and sharp and all that so i think the theory is you just have to be moldable and if you're just not like small and you can just like change on a whim based on what people want what's the new thing you're just not really up to par yeah and and you've got to be ready you know to roll with it there what's coming what is the new trend because especially in craft beer i I love craft beer i love beer people beer geeks whatever you want to call them but we're a finicky bunch. Yeah. yeah. And taste change. And what's the new beer on tap? You know? Sure. Yeah, what's we like that. Yeah. So, I mean, what's wrong with having a brewery that's like, I'm going to be the new beer on tap? Yeah. You know, like, why have a staple? Why have three things that are your things you make? You know? And that's what people are finding now. Yeah. In the, mar- the, the market research is showing that people don't really have that anymore. They're yeah. kind of agnostic to those yeah. those brands. So, like, they'll pick up anything. Or they'll try new things. They're not... They're not yeah. married to a brand. Well, I they, think, you know, want the newest at thing. the same time, I think, you know, as a craft beer consumer, we tend to kind of have our own little group. And there's there's sure. a lot of beer drinkers. I mean, Georgia, are, Georgia are. is, you know, the, one of the top 10 beer drinking states in the country. And I think you, you can't ignore that either. I mean, we have a lot of opportunity to bring people into craft beer. 
So if we focus too much on that side of things, I mean, you, you're going to miss sure. out on a lot. So. Well, it's it's interesting that when we get together to drink beer, you know, our group drinks a certain way. Right. Your yeah. friends yeah. drink. Yeah. It's it's common taste, for right. You know, it's like, common we're for not volume. We're right. quantity, like quality. Not I'm quantity. both. I want <laughs> well, you're both. volume and quantity, but uh, I can't do both. We'll get also. together, and it's common for you know six or eight of us to open one can or one bottle and pass it around and yeah. then move yeah. on to the next yeah. beer. And I can remember inviting new people to come over and hang out with us in that, and they're just thrown by, you know, we'll open a beer, and they're they're cracking one and pouring a full glass and that, which, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that. it's Our style is unique because we want to try, you right. know, so many beers. Right. In a day, we may try 30 beers, but that may equate to three yeah. or four be- full beers. Well, that, person, that, I know, think that's so. what you're seeing in, the, in, in you know, the IRR data that you were talking about in the news segment before is that there's a squeeze happening between large brewers and small brewers. And part of that is because the, you know, the, the craft beer consumer drives a lot of that. I mean, we want to try new stuff. So hyper local, you know, we want 24 beers on tap. We want to try all these crazy different flavors. And the guys that, you know, like New Belgium, you know, their fat tire is, is not, is not stepping not up to that. it. Sure. You know, that's a, that's a volume beer. Yeah. Yeah. It's I a mean, volume beer versus yeah. a local craft beer kind of situation. And I, you know, that's where the industry is heading is like, we're getting there, there. There's a squeeze happening with the regional brewers for the most part. They're, they're having, they're struggling right now because in order for them to, to make the numbers make sense, they have to produce one or two or three or four beers. And, uh, <laughs> and if, if the numbers don't make sense, they're, they're going to lose the volume and the right. numbers aren't going to look good. Sure. Whereas the local guys are going to step up and, and fill that need. Now, if, you know, and that's, I think that's where you're seeing like a lot of these, uh, like founders and all these breweries pushing 12 packs, 16 packs of craft beer. They're really trying to bring in those non-craft beer drinkers. Right. Absolutely. You know, and that's, you know, I think that's where, that's where the industry is heading right now. You know, that's, that's, that you're going to yeah, see a lot more the non-local. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to see a lot more like 12 packs and things like that of, of beers made by craft brewers to help bring in some new craft beer drinkers. Because if you yeah. want to get the guy that's drinking the Bud Light or the Coors Light and that, when he goes out and picks up beer for the weekend, he's not grabbing a six pack normally. No. He's getting the 12 yeah. or the 24 no, yeah, pack. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and they've, they've started, to, I don't know if you noticed in the grocery stores, they've, they've started to realize that. And yeah. you'll see some of the bigger regional brewers, they're starting to do that. And it all started with All Day IPA, you know, founders so, All right. Day. Yeah. I mean, you, they're the, they were the true. trailblazers for that, that, that kind of, uh, you know, economics, you know. And um, for them, it, it works. And, I, you know, I think it's, you know, we really do need those kind of breweries to help bring more people into craft beer because, you know, we're going to start fighting among ourselves. Yeah. The, they are consumer. an interesting case study because they continue to be successful. That solid yeah. gold thing that they came out oh, with, yeah. it's all in cases of cans. Yeah. And, I mean, they're killing it. 50% yeah. increase or 50% plus increase. It's, that's, the, that's I will madness. say that number shocks me. It's yeah. huge. Like the, to yeah. hear that with founders because of their size already, Yes, for them to see that kind of growth, that's you got. I mean, impressive. you got to listen you to know, the customers. The customers yeah. will yeah, tell you what they want. Always you know? tell you what they want. You know, and, and it's a balance. You got to have to. You have to balance a little bit. You know, they have that. They have the you know solid gold. You know, but right. then they have their other portfolio. KBS and CBS yeah. and sure. You know, so they, the bastard lines. It, the so, bastard lines. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so founders is a new Budweiser, pretty much is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh man, oh, brutal man. shots fired. You know, very good. Fired. Very tasty. When we do a sound clip to tease people to listen to this show, that's the one that we're using right Perfect. there. So. Oh, no. <laughs> Direct yeah. quote. Justin From Crandall, Hopsol Hopsol Brewery. Brewery in Brunswick, Georgia. <laughs> we do not need Budweiser up our butt. Yeah. <laughs> Founders is the new Budweiser. So, so. Are they offering me a million dollars to yeah. buy my brewery? 
<laughs> You're going to sell out before you even open. <laughs> no, we are not. No shame in my game. That's right. <laughs> so I heard a rumor that you're planning on bringing some water in from your hometown to brew beer. Is that correct? Yes. Did uh, I hear that right? The whole time in Flint, Michigan, we're going to import the oh, water. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they're all going to be hazy beers is what you're saying. Yeah. Pretty much. Right? With a hazy. little bit of lead. You might want to test them before you drink them, but, you know, yeah. it'll be good. Did yeah. we talk about your location yet here in this fifth segment chat? I know we uh, talked about it on the regular show. I don't, I don't think we did. Yeah. You know what? So it's folks, very, very creative. Folks need to know about your location. So uh, we're going to the old Shoney's uh, off of I-95. We're turning into a brewery. So, um, so it's just interesting in itself. You should come check it out. Yeah. Once we're done, of course. Yeah. So it, it, it doesn't make sense. Most breweries go into a you know more production like industrial area. Right. Um, but you know on the East Coast that that's not so common. On the West Coast, there's a lot of breweries actually went into old restaurants and things like that. Yeah, it's very common. And um, you know part of the reason is the uh, the zoning is is correct you know you don't have to go rezone a location okay. the alcohol licensing is good because there's not churches or you know you're in a restaurant specific area okay. and yeah. the location's great because people that go to restaurant you know these you know shoney's has figured this out you know they oh yeah they did all the market research it's kind of like if i went into a mcdonald's you're pretty much guaranteed that location is the most like the prime place to be right right you know so they, they did a lot of research and where to go and so you know by going into a and Shoney's, that's that's one aspect I get is the marketing and the location and everything. But the other aspect of it is there's 2,500 square feet of kitchen with floor drains, with gas, with three-phase power. Um, there was two walk-in coolers already there. I mean, there's a lot of setup ready for, for a brewery to go in there. And so, you know, for me, you know, I'm an I'm a all-cash kind of guy. And so I, I, I try to do things with cash. And going into a brewery like that makes somebody like me, a smaller brewer with 10-barrel system, be able to do that without having to you know, ask a bank and investors and all this sort of thing to sure. open up a brewery. Sell your soul. Right. Yeah. You know, it's... <laughs> your hop soul. Yeah, right. Sell your hop Sell your hop soul. Your hop soul. Yeah. You know, so it's that, that you know, that just all kind of, it kind of made sense. And in, in Brunswick, Georgia, there's there's a St. Simons Island, there's a Jekyll Island, and there's Brunswick. Um, you know, and there's, so there's not really a real defined area. Everybody's kind of segregated. Um, and so where that location was, it, it met the need for the majority of Brunswick, Georgia, most okay. blue-collar you know, beer drinker type people, you know, and, yeah. you know, that's, that's kind of what made sense. So you know? a serious question that I hope does not offend you or your local customers to come, but is that market ready for craft beer? We're going to make them. We're ready. going to find out. Okay. I mean, we're we're going to find out about that. You know, I'm a, you know, I, I've, I've, I've been beer, I've been brewing for 12 years and I'm mm-hmm. a BJCP judge and, you know, I'm very, I'm very adverse in the classic styles. And, you know, I, I, there's beers out there that I know will bring people in, and I, I plan on offering those beers. You know, if you say you want you want a, a Wit beer or you want a Guinness or you want something right. similar, I need those beers in my portfolio to bring mm-hmm. you in, and then I want you to be able to try the other stuff. You know, because I I've, I have served Rednecks, you know, in South Georgia. That's, oh okay. my God! Gotcha. For yeah. five years, I've served them my uh-huh. I've served them and double we have IPAs. Okay. I've, I've served all them right. double IPAs, and they will drink double IPAs. And now so you've done your market drinkers. research yes, there. You've all, yeah. That's it. You spent absolutely. years converting the market yeah. to make yeah. them ready for it. They, right? they they don't know it. They don't know they need a craft brewery, but they yeah. they definitely okay. want they it. Definitely I mean, yeah. do. We have had so many people. Well, because he brews so much. I mean, like an insane amount of volume that we can never drink through. 
So we have lots and lots of parties at the house, like get people to drink it up. And we have converted so many people in South Georgia to craft beer. Whereas when they were with us, they were like, Miller, Bud, bringing it to sure. our parties. Yeah. And then within like just a couple visits, yeah. they like You, you give any Miller Coors drinker a Hellas. I mean, you know, they're, they're, right. they're already yeah. in the door. And you just kind of you kind of guide them along the way to yeah. craft beer. So, so we've established you know. there's a need in the area there's for totally craft beer. Yeah. When are you going to fill that need? When are you planning <laughs> on opening up? Uh, hopefully October first. I plan on September first, but October first. I mean, you know, going being the first brewery in an area, there's a lot of challenges with the local authorities to make it happen and in education. I actually had to change the laws locally to allow a brewery down there to do what I want to do. And so there's 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 been some delays, but I plan on October first at least, you know, getting beer to the market down there. So, Very so cool. using mm-hmm. Tim's math, we'll we'll see you at, in April of 2019. That's why I'm in a Shoney's. That's why I'm. That's <laughs> okay. why. I, that's why I chose a restaurant so that Makes those noise, delays yeah. won't happen. So. <laughs> cool. no. yeah. Well, Justin Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us and chatting with us, doing this fifth segment, this extra. Y'all been here a little while, drinking some beers and no, talking. Yes, sir. It's today, been but... so much fun. Yes. So if folks want to keep up with your progress and see when you're opening up, what's yep. going to be the best way for them? So to uh, you can check us out at our uh, website, www.hopsoulbrewery.com, or you can go to Facebook, um, Hop Soul Brewery, or Instagram. So. Very cool. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio fifth segment. Something new we're messing around with here, Brian. So new. It's kind of loose, unstructured, new new. having fun with it. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to drink local. Cheers. 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 The Beer Guys Radio Show on the Beer Guys Radio Network. BeerGuysRadio.com. Duke's Mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, Your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Dukes is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Dukes. It's got twang.